0: of Psalms 107. First verse. Let's keep worshiping the Lord. Amen. You can lift your hands. You can open your heart. We'll present ourselves to him as a body. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Can you lift your hands and say, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for his good and his mercies endure forever. Lord, The Bible says in other translations, oh, that men would praise him. Oh, that women would praise him. Oh, that men and women would praise him. Can you just shout that oh to God from your heart? Oh, I'm a man created to praise God. Oh, I'm a woman created to praise God. Oh, we're your people created to lift up God and see the image of the reality of Jesus. Oh, that men would praise him. Oh, that men would praise him. Oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercies endure forever Will you say that with me? Oh give thanks Unto the Lord for he is good For his mercies endure forever. Oh Give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercies endure forever Yes, God yes, God Yes, God your mercies endure forever. Your angers are for a moment, but your mercies endure forever. Oh, that men would praise him. Oh, that men would praise him. Oh, we give you glory today. As a corporate body, we present ourselves. Everyone, will you lift your hands? And will you say, I'm presenting myself a living sacrifice in this corporate assembly that's acceptable to God? It's my reasonable service. It's what I was created for. You're whom I'm to serve. There's no other God. And not only are you God to me, but you're my Father. You're my Father, and I have that spirit in me today that cries, Abba, Father, Abba, Daddy, Abba, Daddy, Abba, Father. Will you pray this with me? Our Father, our Father, our Father. Will you say that? Our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Kingdom of God come. Will of God be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Oh, that men would praise him. Oh, that men would praise him.
1: I know Jimmy mentioned a few weeks ago that he he thought I should share this experience that I had this encounter with God and it was a suddenly moment we were here on a Saturday night at prayer time and when we went home Arthur was still downstairs and I went up and I was ready getting ready for bed and I had the TV on and and I just felt drawn of the Lord so I just muted the TV and I'm just laying in my bed And I'm just laying there and I'm just praying and I'm just thanking him for who he is. And I just began to forgive me when I fall short. And suddenly, suddenly I was overwhelmed. I mean, this does not happen to me very often. I was so overwhelmed. I'm sobbing. And I heard the voice of the Lord say, you are talking to the great I am. You are talking to the almighty God. You are talking to the creator of all things. And I, I am not kidding you. I could not. I couldn't catch my breath. I was sobbing so deeply. Because I knew. I knew I was caught up in the heavenlies. And I knew what he was saying to me. And I was so out of flesh. And I was so out of soul. And it was spirit to spirit. And I kind of calm down. And then suddenly, again, this wave rolls over me. And I'm sobbing again. And he said, and I am your father. The great I am. The almighty God. The creator of all things. Spoke to me and said, this is who I am. And I happen to be your father. I couldn't talk. I couldn't talk. I mean, I'm just shaking there. And I knew, I know that I know that I know in that moment God was in my room. Suddenly, it was so quickly. And I was so overtaken. And I pray for you to have those. I pray for you to have those. May God come to you suddenly. Suddenly. And may you sit there as I sat there going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I am talking to the great I am. Not just person from a book. Not just what we read about or what is spoken of. But I am talking to the great I am. I pray for you. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name for suddenly. I pray for those moments that you capture us quickly, suddenly, and we are shaken and not, Father, never the same again, never the same again, for we know we've been in the presence of the almighty God, the great I am, the creator of heaven and earth, all things. May we be captured by that and say, oh my gosh. I am in the presence of the Almighty God. Capture us suddenly. Suddenly, oh God. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. That you come to us suddenly. Thank you, Father.
0: anyone else have a testimony that they want to communicate to build up the body of Christ here? Anyone have a testimony, something they want to communicate that'll bless us? Come on up if you would. If you have a testimony you want to communicate to build up this body of Christ, talk about how God's good in your life, it's available. Neighbor, tell him God loves you big. God loves you big. God's doing something in your life. Just keep following, just keep following, just keep following. you're done hugging, could you just put your hands together and thank God for his presence here? Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, put him together like you mean it with all your heart, like you really mean it, like he really is who he is. Amen, come on, come on. Like you mean it, like you mean it, like you mean it. Lord, you're wonderful. Lord, you're wonderful. Lord, you're wonderful. Amen. God. Let's go to Rome, uh, Romans 11, Cole, 28th verse. It's good to see everybody here today. Refreshing. Refreshing to see young and old alike worshiping God for who He really is. It's refreshing. It's refreshing to see. I'm looking for the 28th verse, Cole. Nope, 29th. Nope, sorry. The 33rd. Yeah, man. Amen. Amen. It's hard to land here, right? (laughs) You want to stay in that praise. Praise matters. Amen. Praise still works. It's a way of God. You praise Him. Things break over your life when you're praising Him. You may not understand it, but praise works. Amen? We praise Him. We're praisers. That's who you are. Yeah. Let's read this together. Oh, the depths of the riches of both the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Let's read it together with that O. right? Say, oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable. Are his judgments and his ways past finding out? Man, that's awesome. I want to give you, last week I want to give you the definition on the O's. Remember, O, oh, that men would praise him, David said. Listen to what it says. It's 55.99 in the Greek when Paul's saying that. And it says, O, oh, with an exclamation mark. O oh, is always expressing intense emotion, depending on the context. It says, approval, urgency, importance. Oh, will you say that with me say, Oh, see those comes out of the groanings of God in your human spirit. Your mind doesn't understand. You don't know what's going on up top, but inside of you, there's somebody called God. If you received him that causes you to groan and say, Oh God, you're wonderful. Oh, your presence. I can't understand it, but Oh, something so real here. And you cry out from that. Oh, amen. And that's what David was saying in Psalms 105 and other translations. Oh, that men would praise him. Oh, that men would worship him. Oh, he's worthy of worship, right? Because as we're worshiping him, he is God. Say he's God. And his image needs to be seen. It needs to be seen in our societies. When a society gets rid of the image of God, the Bible says in Romans 1, when they exchange the image of God for false things, for idols, for pretend things, human race goes into obscurity they're in darkness they don't know what's up what's down and that's happening in our nation right but god's restoring say restoring the image of his son in and through you tell your neighbor he's restoring the image of his son in and through you that's why you're here you're not in doctrine say i'm in christ too many people get stuck in doctrine. It's dead. It's dry and it's empty. They get stuck in it. I heard a man of God the other day, and it lit me up. He said, "John the Baptist, though he prophesied and seen Jesus continually moving, he still still remained in that water, and the other guys kept going." So I don't want to just see it. I want to keep following Jesus in it. Amen. And you'll get stuck. And in this community and places, they get stuck in doctrine. They build a thing over and over. And every week, talk about water baptism and what's right and how you did it and what do it and what you did wrong and stay there forever. Say, I'm not staying there. I got a progressive Jesus. He's in me. He's life. He's light in you and I. And he continues to move. I was telling Josh the other day, I said, oh, man, if you would just follow this Jesus I'm talking about like you're doing right now and you're beginning to do, he's never going to stop. In your life. He never stopped in my life. He never ends. It's new every morning. Faith to faith. Grace upon grace. We keep going. Say we keep going. Jesus is light. Light never ends. It continues moving. Amen. You can't stand still in God. From the moment he was birthed here, he kept moving through here. Say he's moving in me. I'm not camping out anywhere. I'm not in a doctrine. I'm in Christ. He's alive in me. I'm following him. Amen? Amen? Yeah, he's that real. I told Josh, when you do that, you start following Jesus like that. And you forget about all the heady knowledge. And you follow the living one. Other people start following who you're following. There's a divine momentum. And I said, keep going. And other people, just like a boat, when you push the pedal, it creates a wake. And people just get sucked in to that divine magnet called Christ. To life. Amen? All right, I want some amens today. God's too good today. I I want to hear amens. I want to say, oh, that men would praise him. That's what I want to hear. Amen. He's too real. He's doing things here. Say he's a root out of dry ground. Isaiah says Jesus was a tender root. He was a root that sprung forth. Say spring forth out of dry ground. Say Christ, you're in me. And I've had some hard heads and dry ground, but you're a springing forth root. You spring forth out of dry ground. You spring forth out of me. Say, there's a springing forth right now. It's time for things to spring forth. Right? We're not talking about a move of God. That's temporary. A move of God is like dunamis. It's explosive. Boom! Kaboom! And everybody comes. But maturing in God remains. Like Anna was saying, I was telling her, she said... The instantly it instantly is carnal men that want it right now. They want it their way And have no patience But the suddenlies of God are accumulation like I was telling her and For years there's people that have been praying here for years You've been walking with God for years you've been sowing and you're going man and for years you got patience But all of a sudden to the natural eye suddenly happens That's a suddenly of God and Instantly of men is I want it now huh? I want it my way. (laughs) Fix it now. No, it's not God. That's why we have short moves of God. Oh, I was happy day. No, maturation is growing. Jesus was a root. And he was in that ground for a while. And then he sprung up. Sprung forth out of dry ground. Amen? Amen. Say it's time to spring up. Spring up in me, Christ. Spring out of me. Spring out of me. That fruit. Spring out of me. That life that other people can eat of that fruit that you produced in me. Through sowings, say through sowings Through prayings Through walking with you That's what you do And that's what he's doing And we call it a suddenly And suddenly he came in the temple Thank God for the suddenlies But they're not instantly, they're suddenlies Sometimes 400 years the heavens were shut And then God said suddenly the heavens were opened Amen We're in the time of suddenlies Tell your neighbor Sharon just prayed it. I would have prayed it if she didn't pray it. Release the suddenlies on my life, God. It's time. It's time for the suddenlies. It's time for the suddenlies. It's time for the suddenlies. Not just the instantlies. The suddenlies. The things that I've been believing you for. The things I've been calling on your name for. The suddenlies of God to happen. To happen in my life. The happenings of God to happen in my life. The happenings of God. Years. Years of sowing. Amen. Amen Amen That's reality That's Christ say you're my life Say you're springing forth You're a root out of dry ground Yeah, people are starting to see things in you. I'm hearing the reports through people They see Jesus. We need that image of God not the image of religion that robbed the whole thing Genesis 11 Religion came in and said for the first time all through the Bible since creation It said I'm rejecting God and let's be God's ourselves, and let's get together and do this thing without God without his government without his authority And they've done it today and people fall short and they think I don't see his image His image is some dead religion an institutional piece of wood, but God's alive And he's alive in you and you express his image and people come to his come to his light 29 million people watching the Bible story. For the first time in their lives, some of them saw the image of God through the face of Jesus. Amen? That's for unbelievers that come to Christ. But the image of the Father for us, the image of God the Father for us, amen, is needed in our society. Too many people lost without God. Too many people in the church with this fake image of religion and not the fatherhood of God. And I don't mean that. Get rid of your paradigms of what you thought of what the father was I was expressed and received that earlier But he changes that He adds to who he is There's much more of the father than we even know The disciples said show us the father And Jesus said if you've seen me You've seen the father I'm expressing him That's the heart of the father Amen Say show me the father Break my paradigm Of what I thought a father was What I even taught a father was Fathers are more than providers. Amen. Yes. I've counseled tons of men. They say, well, I don't, I don't hug my kids. I don't love my kids, but I provide for them. That means I love them. No, you're a provider. A father shows the heart of God. Yes. That's what Jesus showed. Show me the father. Yes. And we're out here praying our father. Amen. People are having an encounter. She just said she had an encounter as God is her father, the image of the father. Amen. Yes. We need that. In society, they need the image of God. He so loved the world. He should have killed us, but he loved us. Amen? He so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's Jesus. Say, that's Jesus. That's what he loves, right? You're going to show people. You're coming out of here. Say, I'm coming out of here. I'm showing them the Lord. I'm showing them the love of God. I'm beseeching them to know Jesus Christ. I'm beseeching them and urging them, come out of religion, come out of that dead thing. Come to Jesus. Let him transform your life. Say transform. Change your life. Be your life. Amen? Oh, that men would praise him. Oh, that men would praise him. Let's go back to the word of God here. Uh, Romans chapter 11. I told you one of these days I'm going to get to Romans 12. And I really feel like it's a mandate that we got to do this. Because I know the people I meet, no matter how young or how old they are, they're crying for God. They're crying out to God. Whether they're lost, they're crying to be saved. Whether they, they're, they're saved, they're crying, what's my running lane? What's my running lane? Who am I? What has God made me? What am I supposed to do? And that's available. Say available. In Christ. Not in doctrine. In the living Christ. And it's found in Him, and it's found in His church. Where there's equipping, Right. I'm an equipper, I can't apologize, I'm an equipper You can go to Bible studies all along And fellowship with God and one another But come to the house of God where the gifts are To equip you, you've got to come You've got to find that way Right? That's why John the Apostle He wrote, fathers, this in your life Sons, this in your life Children, this in your life What? He, where was he in the lineup? He was something else, like an old guy But he had something to give to fathers He had something to give to sons He had something to give to children In the house of God. Say in the house of God. And then you get out. You spin that wheel here. You get out there. And you impact society with reality. I I had a young guy text me when we were going to dinner the other night. And I told him, man, come to church. Come to the house of God in a real way. Some of you guys, you're men of God. Before your mother's womb, you were called a prophet. Some of you were called a whatever. But the world's calling you something else. I want you to have your identity. I want you to fire on every cylinder, man of God. I want you to awaken to what you're really called to be. Are you listening to me? The image of God just to be a man in society is eroded. Men aren't men. They're effeminate. And God's image brings and makes men men. He clothes men with his glory and with his honor. We read last week in Psalms 8. Women aren't women anymore. Sometimes they get confused because the image is missing in society and it's missing from the church. Say we're restoring that. In my life, as we come together and worship and behold Jesus, his image and likeness, he touches us and we reflect that image all week long. Amen. Amen. Say, I'm a Christian. I got a distinguishing mark. I don't smell like that stale religion. I don't smell like old time doctrine. I have the aroma of Christ that's life to some and death to others. Oh well. <laughs> I like Gloria. Gloria's back in the pocket. Yeah, she's, she's back. She's been quiet way too long. And then suddenly something's happened. Yeah, suddenly something happened. She's been quiet way too long. She said, let me out. The place is too straight. One month. Let me out. I got to come out. I don't know. I got to get out. And then pow, she's out. And there she is. Amen. She's, amen. Give me that microphone. Let me bite it off. <laughs> it's good to have you back, Glow. It's good to see that glow. Yeah. Yes, it is. Cole, I'm going to tell your parents you've been smoking. No, that's an allergy cough. Yap. Yap. All right. Let's go to what I say. Romans. Oh, the depths of the riches of both the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable. Are his judgments and his ways past finding out what do you think motivated Paul to write that and you got to know that he was beholding something in the previous verses and we won't go there right now and I won't make you work hard you go read your Bibles in the previous verses you know what he was talking about he was talking about the mercies of God in the previous verses he was talking about God's election and selection over Israel and that because of mercy we received Christ that's the context. And then he talked about Israel receiving mercy and that they, they might have fallen, but they're not cut off. Say fallen, but not cut off. You could fall sometimes in your life, but you're not cut off. Just get back up. Just get back up on the road to destiny, in the road to reality. Get back up. God's got purposes in people here. You got to fire on every cylinder. You got to wake up. That's all. You just got to wake up to destiny and who you are and who he made you. That's all. That will keep you. I guarantee you. And then he talked about the mercies, and and I think maybe one verse up, Cole, let's try 32. For God has concluded, this is the bottom line. He talked about Jewish people, talked about Gentile people, in the book of Romans 1, he talked about both, and he said, you know what, all men are vile without Christ. Bottom line, if you don't believe it, step out of Christ one moment. When I don't, I see the ugly beast that I was, and I go, oh God, let me stay in Christ I'm talking by experience. I'm not talking about, don't get on me in life. You can't come out of Christ theologically. Yeah, you could step out into disobedience. And you could feel the death and the ugliness without him. For God has concluded them all, say all, all, in unbelief. One translation says, God's concluded them all in disobedience. Matter of fact, let me read my translation, New American Standard. Listen to this. Find it here. It's, he said he shut all men up. He considers all men in, dis, in uh, disobedience. Say yeah, here it is. Let's see. But now having been shown mercy because of their disobedience. So these also now having been disobedient, that because of mercy shown. Say mercy shown. Mercy. Say mercy shown. Mercy. It's not a like theology. Mercy is something that is shown to us, yeah. right? And that's what motivated Paul to start talking about, oh, that men would praise him. And he said, he said, now be shown mercy, verse 32, for God has shut up all. Say all. all. The word shut up means all are imprisoned. All are bound. God considered every single man, no matter what they were, bound in disobedience to him. So that what? So that he may show mercy. Oh, the depths of the riches of both the wisdom of God. So that moved him, right? And as you read that, he said, to show mercy, for God has shut up. He kind of all shut up and he goes on. The knowledge of God and how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? For who, it says, uh, or who can uh, be his counselor? In verse 36. And from him, it says, for from him. Say it with me. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Therefore, verse uh, chapter 12, there's no chapter break in my Bible. There's not in yours. He was moved by mercy. And he goes, uh, that mercy moved him to an urgency. And he goes to the 12th chapter that we call the 12th chapter. And he says it like this. Therefore, because of his mercy, say because of his mercy, because of that, because of that unsearchableness and how he functions, and I don't understand. I don't deserve any of it, but mercy came running for me. Mercy came after me. Therefore, because of that mercy, I beseech you. Say, I beseech you. I, I, urge, you. I urge you. That's what he says. It's a beseeching. Mercy's beseeching is what he starts out his writings with. Mercy's urgings. Mercy's reaching. Amen. Mercy's clothing. Say the mercy of God. I I was telling Jimmy, I never realized, I think I was telling you, I think so. I told somebody that I never realized that you could break down, say mercy, Mercy. grace, Grace. and faith. Say mercy, Mercy. grace, Grace. and faith. Did you know that mercy reaches farther than grace? Oh, got quiet. People say, I don't see that in my theology. (laughs) Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. I realized it by experience, and I said, God, i got to have the Word of God on this. I know it in heart, but i got to have the Word of God on this. Let's go to Ephesians 2, because we're not going to forget mercy, right? Jesus said, I want you to remember mercy. Learn mercy. Some of us are, we got different wirings and, and characters, but it doesn't matter. We're all to know mercy and truth. Say mercy and truth. Say mercy and truth. Some of you know a lot of mercy and not truth. You need the truth. Some of you know a little heavy on uh, uh, truth. You need some mercy. Say mercy. So mercy. Say mercy reaches. Verse uh, chapter 2. And you were dead. Say I was dead. In my trespasses and in my sins. In which I formerly walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince and the power of the air of the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience among them we too all say all, all formerly lived by the lust of the flesh we indulged the desires of the flesh and of our mind and where we were by nature the children of wrath were you not? I was even as the rest but I say it's not over say it's not over next verse 4 it says but God say but God, but God. being rich in mercy Because of his great love in which he loved us. Tell your neighbor he loved you with a great love. Philistines are still alive. I saw a giant just come in here right now. Did you see that? I think he's got six toes. Uh, His granddaddy's name's Goliath. Don't be scared. That's just Annabar. Good to see you, man. If you guys brought food, you better bring a lot. There's a crew of fellas in here. They, They could eat. Norm, they could out eat you. And that's that's a miracle. <laughs> Look at what you're competing with. We can have a little throw down. <laughs> how many hot dogs can you eat? You said, when I was young, but now I'm a little older. Break out that acid reflux stuff. Kids get in line first. <laughs> that's how like, the kids get in line first. Yeah, good to see you guys. Say, say mercy's reaching. And you've seen the condition that mercy reached us in? Do you see the order of God that I'm not insane, but it's the word of God and the spirit of the Lord? But, but God, say, but God, being rich in mercy because of his great love, all which he loved us, even when we were dead. Don't you know that mercy, don't you know that mercy reached you when you were dead? We're not even in a position to be enabled by grace. Mercy had to come get us first. Because grace enables us. To believe in faith, but we don't we can't even do that when we're dead. You're dead <laughs> It's dark. It's dark And I remember and I, I remember I had a flash and I go I remember God when I needed the mercy of God I didn't know God and I remember being in Monterey, California on a floor It was a rust-colored carpet, and I had my face in that carpet. and I said God I need mercy I need mercy because I, I bypassed a lot of things. A lot of guys tried to help me. A lot of older men tried to instruct me. And a lot of men of God tried to testify to me. And I said, I'm just not interested. I don't want that. Leave me alone. And then those years went by, and my life got a little bit darker. And then I remember that day in that floor saying, I blew it. Oh, actually, Satan was saying to me, it's too late for you. Yeah. I was telling you that. It's too late for you. You missed, and he gives me scriptures. What do I know about scriptures? You missed the hour of your visitation. It's too late. You rejected Christ when those men came to you. It's too late for you. Whenever you, I mean, when you hear yous, I'm not talking about Anna's grandmother. Yous ain't doing right. I'm talking about yous. When you hear that, that's the voice of accusation. Say accusation. That comes from the voice of Satan. You're not. You can't. You won't be. You'll never be. you got to know that's not your father. That's not the identity of God. That's a lie to you. Don't you know if I would have stayed on that carpet, deflated, and said, God, have mercy. Show me mercy. I know I blew it. I know I did that. If I would have listened to that voice, I would have never got saved. I would have never followed him. If I would have bought into that you, it's too late for you. Are you ever hearing that? How many of you are hearing that in your head? It's too late. You missed it. You missed your hour of visitation. Whatever it might be. When it's that big you, it ain't the great I am. You're not going to. You can't be. Say, I am says I am. Say, I am says I can. I am says I will. And that's the father bringing identity. See, Satan's always robbing identities. You've got to know that. I, I meet young men. They're, you're, listen, young, young men, old men. I, I remember my own son. You're, you're in a bar. You're not a scrapper. People try to put a title on you. Hey, you're that scrapper. Hey, you're that fighter. You're that guy. No, no. That's the identity Satan gave to you. But in God, God said, I made you a warrior. I gave you that hoospa for a reason. I wired you like that. Like Arthur was talking about a young man. He's always hot or cold, but he's hot. Some men aren't born again or of God to be middle. They got one switch on. Go. And that, And some men are like that. You know who those men are by identity. They're God. They're called by God as prophets. They're called by God as forerunners. They're God made them that way. He made them a pace setter. They can't sit still. They got to go on. They got to follow. They got to plow ground. I don't care if they're turned on. Just don't turn off. Some people are wired that way. Say you're wired that way. I meet women before they're saved, and they have a Jezebel spirit, and they have that presence of manipulation and control and seduction. That's not who God made you, woman. He made you a Martha with a gift of administration to set things in order, to help the kingdom, to serve Jesus. He didn't make you that thing a controller, a manipulator, a seducer. Satan perverted it. Amen? He's robbing, he tries to rob men's identities. Let's go. Look at this. I, I put this definition in for you guys. I like that. Who said okay? They're with me. I like that. See, Glow, you are back. You go nowhere no more. Can't go nowhere. Where are you going? Joseph says, nowhere. Listen, listen to the name. Listen what uh, they tried to change the, the image of God. They exchanged it in Daniel's book. Say, I'm a Daniel. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Say, I'm not giving up God's image. I'm not giving up God's image. I'm not giving up his identity. And it says that they gave up God's image there. They wanted them to worship another image. Say, I'm not worshiping that other image. I don't care who it comes through amen it says uh these are the names says the name of daniel which means god is my judge say that's how god made daniel right his name he he gave him a name called daniel because he said you're you're this prophet guy and you're going to release my judgments both with mercy and accuracy amen god is my judge they changed it say they satan religion babylonian whatever you want to call it they changed it to Belshazzar. The prince of Baal. that Do you see the robbery of Satan? And some of you young guys, like I said, you you were in the bar fighting. And you didn't know why you had that thing happening. I'm not just talking about sin. Why you couldn't tolerate someone hitting on somebody else's wife. You didn't understand why you were like Moses slaying people and accidentally killed them and burying them in some sand. You didn't know why. Well, you're retired, Walter. My God. (laughs) Ain't nobody calling. That's important. Turn that thing off. Then <laughs> they're they calling you to go to work. Remember, tell everybody. Tell you're retired. <laughs> it's your brother. You say, who is your brother? Who is your sister? Those who do the will of God. You tell brother, or whoever. See ya. Talk to you later. <laughs> I've got, I'm meddling now, but it's fun. It's fun. Right before you're ready to feast, you've got to have a little fun. Huh? The name Daniel, which means God is my judge, that's what the name that God gave him, right? God gave Moses a name called Deliverer. Some of you are like that. By God, you're wired that way. You don't know why when you were younger, why you're fist fighting and trying to do the right thing. You didn't know how? Fist fighting is always a better step, by the way. <laughs> Just, that's an inside joke oh, Some people know And don't don't put it all over the tape He He's endorsing fist fighting It's an inside joke to whoever's listening Only Jared knows And half the Facebook nation that I don't read Yeah, you still can do that, you know We used to do that back in the day Put those things down Alright, I got a meddling again And, and yeah, the Moses He was called a deliverer, right? But he He didn't do it right. But the wiring and the calling was still there. And that's what we're doing for these weeks. whatever. We're trying to identify. Find your running lane. Find where you're really graced at. Who you're really called to be. And function in that. And you'll do that for the rest of your life. Say the rest of your life. You won't be frustrated. You won't be 45% not knowing what's going on. You're in the know. Amen. And God wants you. He wants to reveal that to you. And there's ways that he does it. And that's why he said, I urge you by the mercies of God. First step, mercy. Say mercy. mercy. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Oh, you know, you can go on to uh, Ephesians 2 and it goes on from mercy to, it, then it goes into the 8th verse that is by grace. Say grace. grace. Say mercy reaches me. Mercy. Grace enables me. I couldn't even get up on my own feet and mercy got me. Mercy, after I cried out to mercy, I want to leave that story out. As I cried out to mercy, in about two weeks, people started coming to where I was working, bringing their Bibles and trying to tell me about Jesus again. And this time I, I listened to them. Say mercy reaches you. Yeah, you don't deserve anything. You, you can't. You can't even see right. You can't, you're not even in a position to receive grace at all. What's grace? I'm bad off. It's dark out here. And then mercy reaches you. Then mercy clothes you. Say, clothes you. You got to know that. The, the prodigal son, you know the first thing he said? He left everything. He went his own way. And he went down there and it says he got to a point when he was just eating these little protein pods. Not protein, guys. Easy. There were these little pods of, of things. He goes, the pigs eat these things. I know what I'll do. I'll go to my father's house. Say, father's house. Mercy was reaching him. Mercy was reaching the prodigal when he was far, far away. See, people that don't have the image of, of Christ, they start seeing, well, God's mad at me, he's through with me, it's over for me. No, it's not. As long as you got breath and you're still in these feet, you call on him, things can be right, right away. Are you hearing me? And he said to, he says that the prodigal says, I know what I'll do. I'll go and I'll tell my father, I'm, I'm unworthy of everything. I got nothing. Just give me a chance. Tell your neighbor. I got nothing. Just give me a chance. Give me another chance. I got nothing. Just give me a chance. And that's what what I was saying on that carpet. I got nothing. I feel something going on, but I got nothing. Give me another chance. Just give me a chance. That's mercy. And he said, I'm not worthy of anything, but I'm going to go to my father's house. Say mercy reached him. Mercy reaches you. Say it reaches you. I don't care if you're saved or unsaved. Sometimes you get in that place, mercy's reaching for you. Saying, Come on, wake up. Let's get back in this thing. Come on, mercy said, Mercy, come back. I want to put you in grace. Mercy said, Come back. I want to enable you with grace, and I want to help you with some believing faith so you see my hand and some real things happen. Say, so and then the mercy reached him, and what happened? He said the father was there and saw him running down the road. And what did he do? God representing the Father. What did he say? Like That's what some of us think. He shut the door. Forget it, It's too late. You, you spent everything. He closed the door. Did he close the door? What did he do? Huh? He, it, even, it didn't even say he opened the door, but it said he was out there somehow looking. I don't even know if they had doors. But he's out there looking and he ran. Say he ran. That's the image of the Father. He ran towards us. His mercy endures forever. Say that. You, if you don't you better believe it because otherwise you're gonna his angers for a moment <laughs> Say his angers for a moment, but his mercy endures forever And he, he reached him and he, what did he do? He it says the bible says he dropped down and hugged him That's the father's love and he dropped down and hugged him and then he, and he gave him some clothing new clothing Say he clothed him and then he gave him a ring, and he, he dressed him up, and then he gave him some new food. You don't got to eat that old pathetic. You don't got to be a garbage can guy. You're going to eat with me. Say mercy reaches. Mercy, reaches. mercy, mercy. Mercy, mercy. mercy clothes. That's the Father's heart. Hebrews chapter 4. Say by, we'll finish this. Or by grace. Say by grace. By grace. Divine enabling. By After mercy reached me. Are you saved through faith? And not of yourself, it's the gift of God. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, and I'm going to nail it down for you. I hear chimes. Who's that? I guess I didn't hear him. I heard the door open. There she is. (laughs) All right, Hebrews chapter 4, the 16th. The second half of 16, I want to read. Let us therefore. That's, what is that, Cole? Okay, thank you. Thank you. He even told me. He goes, no, that's not 16, Craig. There's a one and there's not a six behind it. Let us therefore come boldly. Say boldly, boldly. Unto the throne of grace, right? And listen, just stop for a moment there. I think it's Revelations 22, Tom. I want you to try to find it. You don't have to go there, Cole. Revelations 22, it talks about the throne of God. And the Lamb of God on the throne. Something like that. Re- Re- Revelation 22. Where are you going, Lord? dog? You can't go nowhere. Where are you going? Is it t- what does it say? The it says, flowing down from the throne of God. Say the throne of God. That speaks of His authority. Who's on the throne? God. Authority. To the world, it's the throne of God, right? But on the other side, it says, of that throne is the Lamb of God. That's redemption for us, for all mankind. That's mercy. So mercy's authority's been shown from that throne, and so is mercy. Mercy's coming out of Jesus all the time. He paid the price, right? That's the message that you're giving people. Say, listen, God, he may be convicting you, but he's not mad at you. He judged Jesus for you. He bore your sicknesses and carried your diseases. He, he wore a corn, a crown of thorns so you wouldn't be oppressed. <laughs> watch out, watch out. <laughs> Little tongue tied. Be easy, be easy. <laughs> he did all that for us. Amen. That's the message of reconciliation. You got to stir yourself back up. You got to tell other people. I was telling Josh when, when I first came into mercy, grace and faith, I never stopped going. Don't stop going. Don't connect with religion, connect with Christ constantly. And in that first year, I think, two, four, six, eight, because of God, not because of me, because Lord only knows I had headaches. I woke up attacked by Satan, and I woke up kicking her heels. Oh, God's so good. I'm like, oh, this is the hardest thing I've ever felt in my life. And that's, that's just the difference, right? But he continued. Say hey, he continued. And if you continue in his word, you're his disciple indeed. You're going to know the truth, aletheia, reality. And people are going to start following you as you're following him. And you connect with each other. And it's the best life and the best walk you could ever have. Amen? So here. So the throne of grace and the throne of God. And he goes, that you may obtain. Say, say boldly come. Say, I'm boldly coming. To the throne of grace. It's the throne of grace for me. It's the throne of grace for you. That we obtain. Say, obtain. Mercy. So we obtain mercy, right? And when we obtain mercy, what happens to us? We find grace. Read that with me. Say, I, fi- I obtain mercy first. And what's next? What happens after that? I find grace. And what's great? grace do? It enables me and it does what? Helps me in a time of need. Amen? Amen. Say, Mer- mercy's is reaching. Grace is enabling. Faith is helping. In me and my believing, right? That's how it happens in your walk. You getting anything out of that? The mercies of God. His mercies endure forever. So let's go back to Romans 12. So he 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 prefaces it and he goes, There's a beseeching and an urging by the mercies of God. And that's what he's, that's what that's the apostle's beseeching. And this is what he's beseeching. He goes, oh, that because God's so rich, he's so real. He goes, I'm urging you, church, saints, brethren, by the mercies of God. To what? To let this mercy that I'm imparting to you present something to you. That make you present your bodies. Say your bodies. A living and a holy sacrifice. Acceptable to God. Which is your spiritual service of worship. He's saying this, and as it unfolds, and we're talking about identities, the first order is we're moved by mercy, right? Our hearts burn us and thank you, God, for your mercy. And then it moves us into presenting, say presenting, ourselves, like we did this morning. It was wonderful this morning to have many people presenting themselves unto God, because out of that presenting is going to come your identity and calling. You see, the gifts are in you, but they're dormant. And the graces are in you, but they're dormant. But as you go to presenting yourself to God, and you start worshiping God, that divine identity that he gave to you becomes an awakening. And you start knowing who he made you, and who you are, and what you're to be, and what you're to do. But it comes by the presenting. Amen? So when we get together, the the thing he's saying, look at, look at, Romans has how many chapters? 16. Tell your neighbor, I want you to get this. Romans has 16 chapters. Most of the christian world only goes from romans 1 to 8 They leave the other chapters are gone Let's go to romans 15 And I want you to hear this this comes out of paul's heart and, and when you read your bible and you ask god to open my eyes Let me see something. Let me understand how these uh, how you're talking through these apostles apostles talk and their utterances And what they mean god, I want to know the meaning 15th chapter of romans Say it's a concluding chapter And we need to pay attention when he's concluding things and when he's ending things and the importance of those things. And he says in verse 22 of chapter 15, for this reason, I have often been prevented from coming to you. Say his heart was to go to Rome. All three of you say that again. (laughs) You know, I've noticed something. Me and Anna went to this uh, Wagner Noel and it was like a 40s singing thing and all that. I felt so sorry for those people that were entertaining. I said, human beings are just locked up. I had to clap, whistle extra loud. That lady's dancing. And then there's like, there's me and Anna and the three ladies next to us because we made them clap, you know. You better clap, man. And they go like, click, 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 click. And I said, well, even in that, they, they can't respond. Those people were, they, they were, you, could, you know, they probably struggling going, I don't know. I'll do it again. da no sound. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> then they probably just want to leave. I said, No, we gotta clap, clap. Let's support these people. It's funny, it's sad and pathetic that the only place it seems like people can can turn loose is slamming a few cocktails in a bar and man now they're singing. They're singing songs. So they don't say nothing. In, oh, I, hope, I don't want to say anything about that. Never mind. They don't say nothing at, at that other Wagner Noel. They won't do nothing but give them a couple drinks and they're up there karaoke. All my exes live in Texas. That's country. I don't even know that. I just pulled that one out. I don't know that song. I don't know country. But the very person that's locked up and we, it can't show that expression out there, that, something happened. They got in touch with some spirits. Right isn't that what they call it come to piggly Wiggly's or whatever and you'll get some spirits And the very quiet guys out there doing whatever singing on the karaoke thing So if I catch them, and I know they could do that there. Guess what when they come and get right with God They're gonna sing in here. You better believe I'm cracking the whip and they're gonna make the trip You got to know that if you can go in that bar and embarrass yourself and look like a doggone fool You better come into the house of God Huh? <laughs> I'm telling it once I catch them Yeah, you're made to worship God You're made to express His image It don't get no better than that All that other stuff is empty and foolish And great regrets I won't sing my way Regrets, I've had a few I feel Sinatra coming in here (laughs) Then again, too few to mention (laughs) You don't want to do it your way You want to do it Yahweh (laughs) Yeah, Yahweh Say Yahweh, I do it Yahweh, not my way I tried my way. Everybody gets hurt. Everybody gets mad. Not everybody. I get mad. They get hurt. (laughs) I didn't mean it like that either. I totally didn't mean it like that. I get mad. They get hurt. No. It it causes problems. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, forget about it. I didn't mean it like that. I was saying the foolishness of getting angry causes catastrophe. I didn't mean it like I get mad, yo, and they get hurt. Forget about it. Boom. No, I didn't mean that. Norm. (laughs) Verse 22. I can tell I'm almost done, right? It always happens. Altitude change. Get ready to land. Thank you for flying with us today. For this reason, I have often been prevented from coming to you. But now, say but now. With no further place for me in these regions. And since I have had many years of a longing to come to you. Whenever I go to Spain, for I hope to see you in passing. And he goes on. He says, uh. And to be helped on my way. And he goes on, he goes to verse 25, but now I'm going to, to Jerusalem and serving of the saints there. And, and he goes on to Macedonia and he says, but you know what? I got to take care of some things. And in the end of uh, verse uh, 27, he says, and also some material things, same material things. And he goes, and therefore, verse 28, when I finish this and I put my seal on this fruit, when I'm done with this, I still got this longing to come to you, Rome. Say, say, Lord, you got a longing. To come to us. You got a longing and you're coming to this church. You got a longing and you're coming to us, your people. You've longed to come to this place called Rome. Say, I'm your Rome, God. Therefore I will go on my way past Spain. I'll take care of practical things, uh, people, material things, but verse 20, but now, 29. Give me 29, Cole, on the King James. That's King James. Yeah, I don't know. How about Amplify? (laughs) <laughs> I thought it wasn't King James, honest truth <laughs> Let's try and play Okay, that's what I want And read this with me And and I I know, say I know. I know Say that's what the apostles talk like John says these things are written that you might know, right? we got to listen to their utterance, their communication Not religion Well, I don't know, I may not know ever If I'm going to heaven, that's religion And it robs too many people I don't know These things are written that you might know That you're going to heaven, right? I I, I can't tolerate the all the old school that say come 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 down the altar and get saved every week. No If you're saved you're saved And if you're born again, you're born again. If you've got eternal life, you got eternal life And you don't get saved on sunday and and get unsaved by friday You might sin you might need to repent That much, but the main thing is you got to go on huh Hebrews said let's go on from repentance. Let's go on so just get up. You fall, get up and go on. But you don't got to get resaved. Yes. You're born again of an incorruptible seed. Yes. And the apostles' language and their utterance it says these things are written that you might know. Now I'm not saying you're going to be happy if you're in disobedience. You're probably going to meet Jehovah a little angry. But you're still saved. Say you're still saved. You're still going to heaven. Even though you're causing collateral damage all around you. And It's not God's best. Say it's not God's best. So these things are written that I might know. Jay, if, if you have received Jesus, say, I know. I know. I'm going to heaven. It's not if. It's not maybe. It's absolutely. If I've accepted Jesus Christ yes. as the only way, as a son of God that died for me, yes. the God that should have killed me, that died for me, and I received him, I got nothing. You're my gift. Yes. And that life, and I called him his name, and I got that life, yes. then I got life. Yes. Huh? Yes. So these things are written that you might know. That's apostles' talk. we got to get it. Don't get caught in the religion thing, in doctrine. Well, today you are, and tomorrow you're not. And this doctrine of eternal security, and this doctrine of selective salvation, forget those doctrines. They take you nowhere. Say, nowhere. Christ takes you everywhere. He goes, and I know. Perceive. Say, perceive. I intuitively have a sense. I know something in my gut. I know that when I come... When I do come to you, Rome, I shall come in the abundant, say the abundant, blessing of the gospel of Christ. Go back to King James for me, Cole. Say, God, you're coming to me. You're coming to this church. You're already here. You're already here. Open heavens are happening. Richer measures of Christ are being shown in this house. Further extending of his presence in you. And I'm sure that when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness, say fullness, of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Put your hand over your heart. Say, Lord, you're coming to me in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Say, Lord, you're coming to this church in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Say, the gospel of Christ. I told you, Roman has 16 chapters, and we go from one to eight. And some places just stay in one. You're justified by faith. Thank God that we're forgiven and justified by faith. But it goes on after three and four to five. Now that you have peace with God, five. Now that you have peace with God, there's sanctification in your life. And then he goes on in six. You have identification for your life. Amen. He doesn't stop there. People camp out there. God doesn't. He keeps moving. Through Paul, he keeps moving. 7th chapter, 8th chapter, you're destined by God to be conformed to the image of his son. And then we stop right there. We go, that's the book of Romans. No, it's not. There's 9, 10, and 11 talking about the mercies of God, the selections of God, the destinations of God. And then the 12th chapter, I'm beseeching you now, you guys, come together. Present yourself as a living body. Amen? Amen. Say, I come. In the fullness Of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. That's what God's doing. I I know in my life, in this church's life, to the next thing. That's fruition. That's not a move of God. That's a maturation. A lot of sowing. A lot of praying. A lot of obeying. A lot of following. And suddenly, He shows up. And things begin to change in you. Say, in you. It's the gospel of Christ. Transformation. Identity given in your life. Never stop. Say, so he can't stop us. Won't stop us. That's Christ in you. The root springing out of dry ground. That's Christ in you. See, in this kind of zone, which is good news, even the rocks are beginning to praise him. Even the rocks are beginning to praise him. God's so evident in society and people, and out of you, out of me, in this place, even the rocks will cry out. Say, the rocks. Jesus said, you know what? The science, I looked up the thing about the rocks Scientists say that the sun has a pitch and a sound that's singing all the time. Put that one up, trivia man. Okay, <laughs> Trivia me that. Riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> the sun has a sound of singing. Yes. Job says the stars are singing. Yes. I got to think that the rocks are already praising him. Yes. And he's moving on us to open our hearts and present ourselves. Amen. Yes. And I'm telling you, if you do that... You're gonna open up and begin to start discovering the identity of God in you. Who you are. You know what I'm saying? Some of you guys don't know who you are, but there's, there's things that you're wired to be and do. You know what I mean? I, I know these guys. I see him at the gym. I see him at the gym all the time. I look at him. Say, so that's a guy that has character. That's a guy that has integrity. When he types me and says, I'll be there, I'm looking for when. And if he's not there, I'm concerned why. Say, so that's integrity. I, I believe God made him that way. Amen? Some of these guys are just men after God's own heart. Like David. Maybe you didn't do it all perfect, but you've got a heart after God. You got integrity. Amen? You guys got giftings. That's what I'm pleading. That's why I go here and I go there in the gyms. I'm saying, man, I know I see that guy. I know who that guy is. This guy's gonna write poems. This guy's gonna be a scribe. This guy should go get involved. And if he wants a real job at it, become a journalist. He's got that thing from God. He can put words together. He can write. Some guys are going to be orators, right? God made them that way. They don't know it yet, but mercy's reaching them, and grace is enabling them. Amen. All right, why don't you stand to your feet? Did you get anything out of this? Did you listen to this before I I, I make you clap your hands? <laughs> Daniel's name was God is my judge. The world in Satan changed it to, he's the prince of Baal. Say, no way. The name of Hananiah, which means Jehovah is kind, or the favorite of Jehovah, was changed to Shadrach. Their gods tried to say, the enlightened by the sun god. They tried to make him, the guy that had Jehovah is kind, tried to reduce him and identify him as, he's the one, the enlightened by the sun god. Say, not happening. The name Mescal means, who can be like God? But they gave him a name and changed it and tried to change his nature to one to the goddess one who can be like the goddess shack Say no way way. The name ezariah which means jehovah is my help was changed to abendigo the faithful servant of the fire god nego Put your hand over your heart Say i'm not bowing To false images I'm following the image of god Which is in the face of Christ. And I'm going to live my identity. Nobody's going to change that. God gave that. Nobody's going to change that. God gave me that identity. Amen? Amen. Clap your hands, will you now? You know, the devil will try to rename you he he's got all kinds of names for you uh he also recognizes in you better than what you recognize what's in you. I think sometimes I said that to him this week and uh early on from the beginning you know he he understands the gifts of God better than we do i 'm talking about Satan understands it. He understands the purposes are against him, and he will uh, try to rename you. He will try to keep you from unwrapping that gift, in fact. He'll try to keep you from even recognizing you have it. He'll try to keep you from stepping into it but by having you face down on the carpet and trying to keep you down. That's what all these testimonies are about, You see what he tried to do and what has been accomplished by God. Thank God. Thank God.